Hey, hey, and welcome to Wednesday's episode of The Tribe Raising the Vibe with me, Tia. And today we have the second part of Mr. Kieran Shanahan's interview. And uh, I must say, I'm very excited for you to hear it. He was very open. He did bear all. And uh, just, you know, give it a listen, see what you think. And also today is my Earth Day. So uh, I'm going for a spot of breakfast with my bestie and then uh up to the hospital to see my mama because without her wouldn't be here couldn't be giving you all these lovely messages and insights so uh and then that's it really just a bit of a chilled one not feeling the birthday vibes to be honest with you peeps when she comes home is when we will truly celebrate all the things that we've missed but i hope you enjoy the pod today hope you have an amazing week and i catch you guys on sunday high vibes tribe so yeah, I got introduced to the Devil's Dandruff, and, um, which is the famous cocaine, and then um, kind of went through a road of, you know, partying, and look, it's not really a bad thing, you know what I mean? I mean, every young person does it, I mean, it's not bad, but from being so screwed on from the age of 14 and getting into kickboxing, and, you know, my dad um, is, was an alcoholic, he's been off the drink now 10, 11 years now, mm-hmm. and so I grew up with him, it, well, I grew up in kickboxing with him off the drink, so I wasn't involved with drinking, I didn't go out drinking, I think like my 18th birthday was the time I had, actually had the most amount of drinks, like, which my parents would uh, know that that was a funny night, that was, I won't go into too much detail, but <laughs> I got a bit too drunk, yeah, I can <laughs> but, imagine. but uh, from going a bit off topic, but when I came over to London, I got introduced to alcohol, I got introduced to everything, and like, it, look, it happened. And I had, a, I had a lot of fun with it, but at the same time had a lot of depression with it because obviously what comes with every high comes with low. Yeah. And so from not fighting and not handling my emotions and the death of my uncle and all this stuff, not getting clarity, I was just drinking myself and sniffing myself into a hole. Mm-hmm. And like it started affecting my personality more. Like I started losing touch with, with uh, different friendships and that just from, as I said before, being a bit like stupid and stuff like that. And then I went on to try and make some comebacks and fight, and I tried to come back into the ring and fight again, but it just wasn't sticking. I couldn't. I couldn't give that same love anymore. I had to drop something. I had to stop something. I had to start something new. And I thought I had to start doing weight training and then doing different variations of fitness to do something new and to be involved in fitness. And really, all I had to do was give up the shit, which was drugs, drinking, and start prioritizing my goals and my focus. Which my dad has always taught me, you know, you, you will be lost in life unless you actually have a focus. If you don't have a focus, you're lost. Yeah. You know, if you don't have somewhere you're willing to be or somewhere that you're working to be, you're lost. You know, and it's, you know, talking about in the spirit, spiritual side, you know, you don't have to want to become famous or want to become rich to live in life. That's not what having a focus is about. Having a focus is having a destination that you want to be at. You know what I mean? You want to be somewhere. You want to go somewhere. It's not a 10 million pound house. But you want to be somewhere to live, you want to be somewhere to have great relationships, family, friends, you know, everything you want to have a nice life, you know. If you want to be a lonely person, then you can do that, that's fine, but as long as you're happy with that. Don't, don't put yourself into a corner or a dark place because you're too scared to work. That's just, that's unethical, like, you can't do that, you know. So that's kind of what that time period taught me was that I then started trying to live like a normal person, but I didn't know what a normal person lived like because I wasn't normal, Yeah. you know? And no one is normal. It's society and the systematic beliefs that make you normal. 
because they say you should do this, you should go get a degree, you should go do that. And that's not wrong. Again, I'm not slating people that have degrees or people that go to uni or people that live a normal life. If normal is normal to you, then that's normal. Yeah. I know I've said normal a lot. Yeah, but <laughs> it's like we everyone compares their own situation to other people rather than comparing their own situation to the future situation they want to be in. I love that. You know? Yeah. So like everyone's like, oh my God, that person's there. Well, if you think about it, if you give yourself a time plan of maybe two years time, you could be in that same position or even a year or even fucking two months if yeah. you actually got up and started working. You know, I mean, manifestation, as you as you talk about to me to me as well, you know, everything you tell yourself will come. You know, it's like um, I read a thing the other day about joking about yourself and no one should really joke about themselves in a bad way. Like, oh, no, well, I'm a dumb fuck or I'm stupid or I'm fat or whatever, because your body doesn't understand humor like that. Your body understands meaning. Yeah. So behind every joke there is a slight meaning mm-hmm. of you know jealousy or resentment or whatever unless you like Ricky Gervais and doesn't give a fuck but like a lot of people when they joke about stuff when they're in a bad place it actually there is a bit of meaning there and their body is taking on that that deep horrible feeling yeah and so I think as like when I was partying and getting involved in that more I started talking to myself more going Sean you're a fucking idiot and then I started becoming um, vulnerable in my head again and started thinking along the lines about that suicidal thoughts again but yes. this time it wasn't from bullying it wasn't from being left out it was now being the centre of attention all the time it was now being the person that's the biggest the funnest the loudest the person that can take the most alcohol the person that can take the most drugs the per- and it's you start becoming popular for a different reason you're not the banter rather than than help you know and it was quite a weird time because I was like, oh my God, but like, I know all these people. I'm, I have loads of people to hang around with. Why am I in such a bad headspace, you know? And it was, it was because I had no focus and because I was trying to please everyone and not please myself, mm. which my mother will also say is mine and hers biggest weakness. And probably my, my family in general is that we're such a loving and giving family, but, you know, a lot of people take the piss out of that, you know? Yeah. And I'd be the first to say that. I'm the, I'm, I'm the blunt one out of the family. I get it out of my, out of my mother, so... I've always um, known, well not always known over the last few years, seen the levels of use that people get out of us, you know what I mean? But yeah. now like true, obviously growing older and growing up a little bit more wiser wise, I'm starting to see these patterns from people. And it's cool, like yeah. I let people do it for a while and then you just cut them off, you know, because people have to learn, you know. And the best way to learn is not by aggression or anger, but you... You, you give them a little bit, you know, let them see what you can give what you can give them and help them. And then one day they'll ask for too much and you just calm it down and be like, look, I can't do this anymore. And then you'll see them start working for it themselves, you know. I feel like as humans, we often get into arguments too quick and it's all very aggressive. When if you just slowly pull your way from a bad situation, it'll just ease it. And then that person will slowly come to terms with what they're doing wrong, you know? Mm. Because you have to remember, we all learn in different ways. We learn at different speeds. We learn in different times. And unfortunately, some of us don't learn at all. And that's, that's just the way life goes. You know, we can't, you cannot help everyone, but you can help yourself. Yeah. You know? But rather than focusing on what everyone else is doing to you, just understand it and just calm yourself down. Relax. Don't, don't argue with yourself. Don't try and prove a point. Because by proving a point, you're only going to make matters worse. You know, it's like revenge is the best best dish served cold. Yeah. Yeah. However, we don't want to deal revenge. We just want to teach lessons. We want to give lessons. Now, obviously, people that mess around with you too much deserve bigger lessons than others. But then that's just different. You just call Pablo and he sorts it. <laughs> <laughs> joking, 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 joking. But like, you just, 
you just sit back and you think about where you're at. Don't think about what everyone's trying to do to you. Because if you try and think like that, you're then you're putting yourself in a vulnerable state. You know, oh, the world's against me. Everyone uses me. Yeah, because you're fucking allowing it. Yeah. You know, stop, stop letting your friends walk all over you. If you want to stay in on a Friday fucking night, stay in. If you want to stay in on a Saturday, stay in. If you've got a goal for a Monday, don't go out. Yeah. You know, and young people are the worst for it. So like, oh, we're young. We can handle the hangovers. Yes, you can. But you do realize that the people that are employing you or working with you, you know, they've been through it, but they're seeing what they want to see as a hungry young person to grow and develop. You turn up late on a Monday or a Tuesday, they're, they're going to give you one chance, maybe two if you're lucky, but then they're going to get rid of you because they don't see the same hunger as in what was in them. Yeah. And like from fighting, I knew that I had to have that same focus to go back in. So when I went back into it last year, I had to draw a big line. A few things went wrong for me over the few years that I was out. One of them being I nearly fucking got killed um, from going on a night out and basically acting a bollocks and getting myself into a sticky situation. Now look, I can't confirm what actually happened, but basically, three lads absolutely danced on me, yeah. and like it's, I look back at it in humor now, but that's only because I'm alive, you know. And a few years before that, I lost a close friend of mine called Joe DC. It's a very, well, not famous, but it's a very big case in Ireland and kind of the UK because it still hasn't been solved, you know. And just to just to go on that justice for Joe, I hope that is solved very soon because it's absolutely horrible what's happened to him and his family um but just touching on that joe unfortunately lost his life you know and i was in not a similar situation but something that happened on a night out and i couldn't place what happened and i could have been in the same boat and then that taught me a lesson going well i'm here trying to support the joe movement that's happening to try and find his killer but yeah i'm going out getting absolutely buckled drunk and getting almost in the same situation mm. so what, what, what's happening here you know, I'm, I'm basically a fucking massive hypocrite here, you know what I mean? And I'm just, I'm not sticking to what I believe. So then that, that, that gave me a kick up the arse. I started changing things. I started changing ways of life. You know, I stopped going out as much. But it was still hard. I was still at fight. I was still fighting with myself. I was still like, well, I'm not fighting. So then, anyway, then a few, uh, going on a little, about a year or so after all the going out and after nearly fucking getting killed and all that stuff, um, ended up meeting my coach now, Dave Fenson, who I knew throughout the Muay Thai scene for years when I was fighting. He's a commentator within the game, so I knew him and we knew of each other. And then we sat down and spoke and he said, do you want to start a gym? Do you want to get back into fighting? Do you know, Because he lived up round where I live, so we're like, let's start something. you know. So then we came up with the idea of St. Albans Muay Thai. And thankfully, successfully, that's going well now. And I've had three, uh, two fights now under Dave's name which has been one one uh, really good win, knockout in under a minute. I know. And then, and then the next one was a five-round war with Dale Kingston, and we absolutely battered the head off each other. So, I mean, it's been it's been great since I've been back into fighting, but the one thing it's offered me is purpose and focus again. You know, and it's given me clarity on where I want to go. Like, don't get me wrong, some days I wake up and I don't want to fucking train, but that's more so because I know that that war with myself and that battle on who I want to be versus where my demon wants me to be that's where that war is yeah. that's not that's not like oh do i belong here but of course you belong here because you're questioning yourself mm -hmm. you know if you wake up in the morning and you're absolutely fucked from a night out but then you're like you saying oh was any of that worth it well then that's when you're at the battle because you're questioning everything you're doing whereas when you train and when you work out or when you're working at something that you love you never question it you're like right i need to do it i need to do it i need to do it yeah because you're filling you're filling yourself with that hunger 
you're feeling yourself up, sorry, from that hunger just to do well in it, you know? And it, like, so it's a confusing thing to go on about because, like, even though I'm 24 now and I'm sat here, like, reflecting about my life and, like, what I've done and where I've come from and how I've gotten to where I've gotten to, I'm still only realising that I'm only halfway to 50. And, like, I'm only thinking, like, what I'm going to be saying when I'm 50 to now. And it's, like, one of them is, like, the flip side of all this amazing motivation and inspiration at this age is that complacency steps in. Yeah. Because then, as being a 24-year-old, you kind of walk around the streets, like, you kind of know stuff. You kind of you know everything. Well, I know fuck all. Like, I mean, I've had a difficult kind of life in a sense of fighting and getting to where I'm getting to, but I've never had a difficult life where, you know, I've lost anyone like my parents. Or, and I've had, had my parents around me the whole time, you know what I mean? And, like, it's been... It's been easy, but not easy. It's been hard, but not hard. It's it's always that battle, you know what I mean? And you're always trying, like I lost my uncle and you know, I lost other family members who I was very close to, you know, so I've got a massive family. And it's kind of, you're always reminding yourself like, look, keep fucking going, keep going. Because you know what I mean? Like, I think I learned about a, uh, an animal, was it a giraffe? I could be wrong, so don't quote me. I'm not a demon <laughs> Right, but I think it's a giraffe. Like literally, it just goes like, Right, I'm pregnant, has the baby, and then the baby within about seven days has left its mother. It's crazy. I, I don't it? know what animal it is, I think it's that, but if we think of ourselves as humans, we spend probably 20 to 30 years, maybe even 40 years with our parents. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's when we, that separation, like leaving home or leaving the country. When I left Ireland, I left all my family. I had my father with me there, but I left, my, my mother was at home, I grew up with her, I left her, left my sister, left all my mates. Yeah. But I, I kind of, that hunger then took my interest into fighting. I was like, right, do you know what? Just keep going, just keep going. You've got a destination to go to. I think that's my biggest advice for young people, is I, love is there, love will always be there, but your life experiences will will never change if you don't change you know yeah. you'll never go anywhere unless you're pr you prioritize your focus in different ways mm -hmm. you know and i'm seeing it more and more now at different lads that i know like they're just kind of they're getting pissed off by 24 25 some of them my mates but now 30 and they're just saying fuck it let's travel and that's the thing just go and there's nothing risking you do you know what i mean if you have kids then i suppose you have kids but then you can work harder to try and succeed at something you know what i mean i train a lot of people that have kids and you know they tell me about the struggles they have on a daily basis but at the same time it's still manageable yeah you can still do it it just means you've got a bit more work to do yeah you know and i think that's what it bows down to is that you've got more work to do but you just gotta be smarter about it you know rather than sitting down and hating the world for where you're at start sitting down and looking at the world and going right i'm here this is what i have let's play a game of cards play with your deck play with your hands don't mourn about what you have because if you're playing a game of poker and your life was on the line, I'm pretty sure you'd make that deck of cards work. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you would not want to lose. If someone had a gun to your head and you had a, I don't, I don't know poker, but if you had a deck of cards, <laughs> if you had a deck of cards, you wouldn't complain about having a shit deck because then they'd know you're dead. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, it's literally life or death. And I think people forget that we, we, we're, we almost think we're granted life here. Mate, I've lost a mate of mine a few years ago that I thought he was the life and soul of the party everywhere he went. The loveliest guy in the world, you know, everyone loved him when I thought he did. And then unfortunately, he got uh, viciously taken away from us. So, I mean, it doesn't matter what you do in this life. It doesn't matter how fucking nice you are or how fucking bad you are. If you're going to go, you're going to go. So mm -hmm. you might as well have fun with it whilst you're doing it. And I think that's what got me back into fighting. Is that I found myself going into 
a spiral of doing the same shit every day, just getting up, doing my work, coming home, talking to the lads, then every weekend going out with no direction, just trying to earn money. But then I'd be cancelling clients because I'd be hungover and lazy and tired. And they'd be like, oh, what, what are you doing this, Kieran? Oh, I seen your mate fighting the other day. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I used to train with him. And then that was the one thing that killed me, saying I used to train with him. Mm-hmm. I used to train with him. They were fucking going phenomenal levels and I was still down there. Just waiting. Mentally, I was still down there. Yes. But really, I was actually up there because I was learning all these lessons. You know, so I think the best part of advice I could give young people is not to fuck up early. Well, yeah, actually, no, to fuck up early. Yes, make all the mistakes straight away, but learn from them and don't take them too seriously. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, don't, you make a mistake, don't let it eat you up too much. Like, obviously, look, you can make mistakes that are a little bit worse than others, but as long as you're making mistakes that are fixable and, and you can learn from them, that's fine. But you start making loads of mistakes and not fixing them, that's when you start making the big ones, like that you can't come back from, you know, and they're the ones that you gotta watch out for. And you know which ones I'm on about, you know what I mean? Like, I don't need to go on into detail about what mistakes are the worst ones. Mm. Just so long as you're fucking up regularly, but learning from them fuck ups, then you're okay. Yeah. And don't be too heavy. I mean, look, when you're in your early 20s, you know, or even early 30s, I suppose, you, you, like my dad says the same thing, Cunty would make mistakes over your years. You're not gonna be perfect no. I mean what I find quite funny about humankind is that or mankind whatever fucking it kind person kind <laughs> whatever you say nowadays is that there's just too many opinions of just people that just can't accept that we're always learning yeah. and like I love hearing like people that are in their 60s 70s and they say to you yeah we're still fucking up and learning and then you have these people that are in their 20s 30s trying to give this perfect image well, fuck your perfect image you know what I mean? I've got tattoos on my neck, my hands, and I never want to be perfect. I don't want to be what mankind has visualized as the perfect human. Fuck your perfect human. You know, I want to be the person that stands out. I want to be the person that creates an impact. I want to be the person that offers help, offers guidance. But then also someone could go, well, at one time you were an arsehole. Yes, I was. Because everyone has a time when they're an arsehole. It's just that no one will accept it. Yeah. They're trying to find ways to beat around the bush and go well oh, I've done this I've done that I've done this I've done that I mean sorry to bring him up but feckin Jimmy feckin Savile was on paper a brilliant person he'd done all these charities but behind the scenes he was an arsehole yeah. now that's someone that is a bit of a jump but what I'm saying is you can make mistakes and come back from him now he made obviously the worst ones but stop being so harsh on yourself you know what I mean yeah. if you make a mistake fine but as long as you're not lying to yourself as long as you're not going on pretending to be something you're not like one of them people yeah like a narcissistic devil don't start becoming that because then you start going into that you're never coming back again yeah and that's why i'm saying make the mistakes you make accept the mistakes you make speak about the mistakes you make as well never hide them you know what i mean because if you start hiding them then mistakes start becoming worse then you start going down a bad path you know what i mean and i've been studying a lot about people and because I like reading people i like understanding people because not ev- everyone's got dirty secrets of different of levels you know what i mean and I like to kind of want people to feel so relaxed around me that they can just talk. You know what I mean? Because I feel that's... We've gone down a road where we're afraid to tell people what we truly think now. You know, I like to be a blunt fucker. I love being blunt. Because if I'm blunt, then you know exactly what page I'm on and you know exactly where I'm at. So if I feel uncomfortable, I'll say it. If I feel like I'm not happy, I'll say it. If I feel like someone's being an arsehole, I'll say it to them. But I feel as young people now, we hide behind social media and we're afraid to call someone out when we feel like there's something wrong. But then you call someone out, and if you're wrong, you accept you're wrong. Yeah. You know, that's the, I'm not trying to be young and arrogant here that, you know, oh, I, I know what everyone's thinking by looking at them. No, I'll, I'll make mistakes by 
questioning the wrong thing. You know what I mean? If I question you wrong, you let me know and then we'll fix that. You know, and I feel like in this generation now, it's all about, oh, I definitely know how you feel. But then the minute you're told that you're wrong, you get emotionally bought of an argument, you don't talk anymore. So then your argument was really over your care, your mistake, and then not fixing it. Yeah. You know, and like, <coughs> there's so many people in this world that are beyond repairable. That's fine. You can learn from them. You know, if you actually are smart enough and look at them deep in the eye, you can learn. Yeah. You know, and there's, that's that's another bit of advice for young people that I give is that there is people that are constantly trying to fuck you over on a daily basis. You know, whether you're useful at numbers, useful as an entertainer so you can sell a brand, useful as a singer, useful as this, useful as that, whatever. There's people constantly trying to use you and trying to undermine you and trying to get you for cheaper in the world, you know. But I think true putting yourself out there and speaking to all these wacky and different different people you'll learn and you'll learn business in a different way like I've met I could not add up numbers to save me life I could not I could not write stuff down to save me life you know what I mean I'm dyslexic which isn't a reason to not be good at it because it's very very academically smart dyslexic people however I'm just not good at it and I choose not to be good at it because mm -hmm. I don't want to get good at it you know what I mean and yeah. I know there's people there that are good at it so I get them people to help me and then they're not good at stuff that I'm good at, so I help them. Yeah. So that takes me on to the next part, is working together. You know, I've only gotten to where I've gotten to because every bridge that I've had with people, I've never let it burnt down. Or if it has, I've went back and I've tried to fix it. You know what I mean? Because I think as you grow older, from what I've learned from training people that are older than me, what gets them in later life is bridges that were burnt and never repaired. Mm. You know, and then they feel like, oh, crap, what if I fix that? What would have happened now? what if I went over that bridge again and we had a chat that things could be different now you know and that's what I don't want to happen for me I don't want my own ignorance because at times everyone can be ignorant no one's a fucking god no one's, no one's an angel do you know what I mean we all make mistakes as I said but it's like kind of going, kind of getting lost in where I'm going but basically what I'm trying to say is you fuck up and don't be a knob about fixing it you know what I mean and you're it, saying be accountable. Is what be, you're that's saying it. Here. Sorry, you're saying I was trying be to accountable. find. I, I know exactly what you're saying. That's it. You're saying be accountable for your own mistakes. Be man enough, or woman enough, or them enough, or yeah, they enough yes. to go back everyone and say enough. everyone enough to go back and say, uh, you know, I realise I wronged you, or I realise yeah. my part in a situation. And even if that person doesn't want to forgive you, you know that you can still look at yourself in the mirror and say, yeah. Do you know what? I was, I, I did the big thing and I went back and I said, I'm yeah. sorry. Because you're, we're not like, when you're a kid, like I remember my mother told me, if, she always tells this funny story. So I was a kid and I was sat in the toilet and I was in my house in Ireland and I had a, a red marker and you only got tiles. You got the, the grout, is it? Yeah. The so I oh, coloured in the grout no. with a red marker. And um, my mother, anyway, she, obviously a few hours later, happened to go into the toilet and obviously noticed it and came up to me and went, excuse me, um, how did the red marker get on the grout? And I looked at her and said I was bored. <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even hide it. And I think that story to me sticks out because, you know, when you mess up, you have to be honest and say, because people will know that you've kind of messed up, you know, as much as you want to... As people mess up and stuff is more embarrassing for someone and they don't want someone to find out and it's only a harmless thing, just let them know. You know what I mean? It's we 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 judge our lives on our fuck ups and try and be this perfect human being. I think as the conversation we had before about 
social media, a lot of people use it just to show their good side, yeah. you know, which is very dangerous. And don't get me wrong, I'm very active on social media. Mm-hmm. I post a lot on social media. And trust me, a lot of the stuff I post on, I only try and do my good side. But then over the years of developing on it and using it as a business tool and to spread joy and entertainment, I've then understood, oh yeah, fuck it. People just want to see natural people, you know what I mean? We don't want to, you know, you got the Instagram models for the people that want to see Instagram models. You got the fake people to see, for the fake people to follow. But then when you have real people on something that is a fake platform, it stands out more, yeah. you know? And it gives, you got to think, young people on social media now are absolute dopes. And I can be it sometimes as well. Do you know what I mean? I was before, I'm trying to be better now at what I'm doing. So I won't be as um, critical of myself now. Yeah, but, but young people now are very like flashy on it, which I was the same. I went through a period where I bought four Rolexes. You know what I mean? So I saved. I, I worked hard for them. That's when I went through my my PT kind of boom, and I bought all these Rolexes, and I was fucking. You know what I mean? I was looking cool. I financed like three of them, so I was paying like nearly over a grand a month on on watch wow. bills, as well as a car, as well as this. And it was I was constantly in debt, so I was chasing to look cool on the camera and to flash me wrist because I. I'd forgotten who my personality was and I'd forgotten that my personality is what people wanted to see, not my fucking wrist. Yeah. And I think that is going on to the next part that I'd advise for young people is stop wearing your material. You're letting, you're, when you wear your material for, in a picture, right? When you walk your dog, imagine you're the dog and the material is the walker. That material is walking you down the street and is telling you when you can shit and piss and telling you when it'll pick up your shit for you. Because only when you put your watch on, that's when your shit's picked up. Yeah. Because then you feel like, you know, you're clean and that you're good. But when your watch is off, you feel like shit. You feel horrible. You know what I mean? Because you feel like you don't amount to anything. And I see it a lot on Instagram now as the finance agreements are so much easier to get. And I went bankrupt when COVID came. You know, I'll be, I'll be open about that. And I feel like people that go bankrupt, don't, don't, don't uh, be honest enough about it. I mean, who gives a shit? What? The bank's... You, you had to declare bankruptcy because you fucked it. Well, guess what? You're either going to fuck it now or you're going to try and avoid it now and then you're going to be in thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds worth of debt, if not more, mm. for the rest of your life. So you're always going to be in a, in a depression, you know? And my, like, I'm very anti-systematic. I don't really care people's views on that. That's my own views. And that's another thing then as well, but people's opinions about where you want to go. At the end of the day, if you're not causing any harm to someone else's life, then where is the harm being done? I mean, if someone's bank account is lower than yours and you're, you're minted and you're trying to keep constantly give them advice and guidance, if they don't want that, don't give it to them. Give them love, support. That might help them more. Yeah. You know, because we're all born into a monopoly game. Let's put it like that, right? We're born into a monopoly game where none of us have a fucking clue what we're doing. None of us do. Not even the people that run the world know what we're doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's, we, we lose touch with the, hu- the human side of life and like the material side, the drug side, the drinking side, the fighting side, every single side of it is just an input to this mad old world that we're born into. We don't even get to choose our own fucking name. You know what I mean? So, I mean, understand that you're here not out of choice because it wasn't your choice, but you've been gifted an opportunity to experience this presence on the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Regardless of what government that you're fucking supporting or whatever government that you're hating, maybe step back breathe and kind of go right i'm a physical being here sounds a bit wacky but i'm a physical being what can i do with no emotion towards any of this stuff and then you'll be surprised how much you can actually achieve because 
we all get caught up in celebrity um what's it called celebrity worship you know we all like people that watch keeping up with the kardashians all this bullshit do you know what i mean like watching people's ways of life they don't fucking know what they're doing and people are watching it and then taking their characteristics and putting it in their life yeah you know like kids now are watching tiktok and they're now becoming what they're watching yeah which is it's wrong you know what i mean you should like look I think the only person you should be trying to strive to become is the best version of yourself, yes. But when you're kids, obviously parents are the closest thing. So you learn from your parents. Yeah. Yeah, and then you learn from your friends. And then you learn from people you meet. Mm -hmm. So it's like uh, it builds and builds and builds until you fine-tune yourself to who you want to become, you know? And fortunately, if you've got good parents around you, you're sound. Unfortunately, if you don't have good parents around you, then that's when people have to come together and try and help that person. Okay. You know, we're quick to judge people that are going down the wrong road. However, we don't look at the the overall, you know, where how they've grown up, what's mm -hmm. gone wrong in their life, what hasn't gone wrong in their life, you know. And, you know, different people, especially around like my parents' age, been through very traumatic experiences as young people. However, that can sometimes come out in later life. And then, you know, me and my mum have gotten closer over the years and she's told me more and more stories about her upbringing, same as my dad. And, you know, you then that's when ignorance goes down. I think that's when people in their twenties really should open their eyes because listen to their parents' stories, listen to where they came from. You know, and that's what kind of gave me a lot more confidence in doing stuff in life because I knew that my mum and dad had been through a lot of shit, and I was there sitting here crying over the fact that you know I just couldn't contain myself partying on a weekend. Like, what kind of a knob is that? Like, I can't contain myself partying, so therefore I'm at fault and I'm affected. Whereas. My mother had a very harsh upbringing. You know, I'm not going to go into what happened to her or like that because I don't want to speak about my mother's stuff like that, but it was very bad. And I'm here moaning about my stuff. And then she's told me, fix my problems straight away. Yeah. Because I've seen the emotion through her eyes. I've seen the, how it's killed her. I've seen how it's hurt her. You know? And, yeah, I think we have to be more involved with our parents' lives as we get older. Because, obviously, as, our, as we get older, our parents get older. But, obviously... What comes with, with old age is obviously death. And that comes. And that's, I think death is something that everyone fears. You know what I mean? But I think I've reached a stage where I'm genuinely living life. And if it, look, if it happens, it happens. You know what I mean? I just want to make sure that I have the best time in life before it happens. Yeah, you know what of I mean? course. And it happens naturally and it happens where it should happen. Because we should be accepting the birth of a new life the same as death of a life. Because people that leave a mark here, people that raise people. Like, you know, you're a mother and you've got beautiful kids. You know what I mean? And they are beautiful because... I meet them regularly and they're sound as hell. I train Alfie, like you say, and they're beautiful. And that's, that alone is something to be so proud and happy about. Do you know what I mean? And like, as I said before, like the joke growing up in Ireland, you're used to funerals every feckin' weekend. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But again, it's, you have to celebrate. You have to celebrate life, you know, celebrate where you're going. You know, all these people, all these great um, athletes that pass away, they all leave a massive, massive mark. Kobe Bryant, who passed away in a helicopter crash with his daughter. I mean, that is something that is killer because his daughter passed away as well yeah and that was a life that was cut short how was kobe bryant left one of the biggest marks in basketball now i don't know a lot about basketball but i know a lot about him because of what he done yeah you know and that's what people should be striving towards is how we can change people's lives for the good and change your own if you can't change other people's lives not bad it's not a bad thing at all as long as you're changing your own and making it better and not getting lost in the facade of this systematic materialistic bullshit that they want to tie you into, into debt, that is not even real. I mean, what? You can't pay something, you get done. Why do you come to the house and take you? Well, then fine, that's just the way you're going. You know, you have to understand, don't get involved in this life too much. Don't fucking, don't lose yourself in this game that you're trying to compare against other lads. And I feel yeah. like lads and women are the exact same. 
when it comes to it. We all do it in our own way. You know, sometimes I even get caught up in doing it. Sometimes you could get a new car, or you could get a new pair of trainers. You know what I mean? And you, the first thing you want to do is show people, yeah. which is good because you got something new. But we truly forget about okay, why are these making us feel so good? What is so shit about myself that these trainers are making me so happy for the ten minutes that I have mine? You know, and people laugh at it, go, well, it's just something new. But I was like, no, you're not looking into it deeply enough. Look at, you're waking up in the morning, not hungover, so imagine you're off the drink, so there's something else now. You're looking for something to satisfy your needs, so then you start spending more on different shit, you know, mm-hmm. and you start buying stuff. And I noticed it with people with lockdown, people start buying yeah, stuff I on did. Amazon. I did. You know, like buying loads of little gadgets. And yeah. like, I know you're at home bored, but there's so many other things you can do rather yeah. than buying stuff. And then people start losing money because they're actually spending more money at home buying stuff. Yeah. You know, and that's... That's where materialism always had you in. And to be honest, everyone is a materialistic addict. They are, because, I mean, everything that we buy is to survive, really. Mm -hmm. Unless you live out in the jungle and you make everything yourself, you are a materialistic person because you need everything you need to survive in this world. You do. But there's different variations of it, isn't there? And I think what I'm trying to do at the moment is come out of that um, consumer, that consumer market trap. You know, like, you know, I'm going on a spiritual journey myself and I'm looking at things in a very different way. And it's funny because my sister said to me the other day, what do you want for your birthday? My 40th birthday happened to be in lockdown. So I've still got 40th 40th birthday presents outstanding. She's like, so don't forget you've got X amount of money. And she's like, what do you want? And I was like, I really don't know. And she's like, would you not want a black pair of Alexander McQueen's? And I was like, no. She's like, well, do you not want like, you know, you wanted one of those little YSL purse things that you wanted. She's like, like, do you not want that? And I was like, that no mm. and I was like that I'm just not I think because it just what is it for what 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 why why do I want it what is it for and I think this is now where I'm coming back to like what you were saying is the why mm. the why of something and if you can start being driven by the why of something you start to notice that your thought process starts to change yeah and like I think that even that even relates to the focus aspect you know the why the focus, the, the the reasoning of why you're put here, you know what I mean? I mean, we're all trying to find why we're put here, you know? we, we Sometimes we all kind of lose focus and touch with why we're here, you mm-hmm. know? And then we look for these other things to try and mellow it or to try and distract us a little bit, you know? Yeah. And I think, like, even that touches on spiritualism in the sense that, yes, you do not have to focus on spiritualism. You don't have to believe in it. You don't have to. Like, no one's telling you you have to. But I think what it does is it gives you an opportunity to reflect on yourself and I feel so like, much and I feel like people people spend too much time avoiding that question mm. or avoiding that you know because they're kind of like well if I reflect chances are I'm going to find out some little bits and bobs that you don't, don't like do, yeah you know yeah. and I mean the biggest part for it really would be I think little habits so I mean like smoking drinking the two main ones because they're the two biggest sellers in yeah. our world you know alcohol and tobacco and then other stuff then comes back behind it and i think when you come off them and you prioritize time for yourself and doing stuff that you love you then find out about the stuff that you hate yeah you know? and like i used to be a fucker for going out and social smoking when i was having a couple of drinks now don't get me wrong i still have a couple of drinks every here and then when i'm not in fight camp yeah but you might social smoke no, but i can't i just the taste of it is horrible, you know. Which I mean? is what I said to you because yeah. yes, we've had, we've done this in two parts. We had Kieran over last night for dinner, 
and I've wanted him on the pod for quite a while. So we've done this in two parts where I've invited him back this morning. And last night where we broke for the four of us to sit down and have dinner together, um, I was like, oh, I really fancy a cigarette. I haven't smoked for a long time. And when I came back in, I said to him, oh, that cigarette tasted absolutely disgusting. disgusting. And like, I think, I think that, that to me then was like the turning point of going, wow. Like, this is only the last couple of years. Like, I was, like, back in training. I'm back prioritising different things. Like, I'm, you know, manifesting what I need to manifest. Yeah, And yeah. it just shows that these systematic creations just do not agree with the human body. You they, know, they don't. You it's know? because you're on a different frequency as well. Yeah, it's because you're on a different vibration. And it just shows how how much, or how much we as a, as a human race have lost touch with humanity or whatever we think humanity mm. is, you know? I mean, I could go into my personal beliefs about what I think the world is like and all that, but that's just a different topic of yeah. conversation. Yeah, You know? And but, we will have you back. Oh, 100%. We I'd love to be touching yeah. on that, because I'd love to call out some names. But <laughs> they are very high up, and hopefully get them on board. But, like, the, the, the thing is, like, as the only bit of advice I could give, and, I mean, I know I'm only 24, and I've got a lot of life, hopefully, to live before I pass away, but, I mean... Don't lie to yourself, you know what I mean? When someone tells you to look deep into yourself, I think you should fucking do it. Because don't snap it in, don't get aggressive. Take it take it as a blessing in disguise. Take it as whatever God you believe in, whatever Jesus you believe in. I don't really know and I don't want to know. You know, take it as a, as a sign. You need to look into yourself. You yeah. need to look in the mirror and go, who are you? Yep. Because a lot of people that I know, they're so funny and happy and lovely and... You know, I know because I, I can be the person myself. You push all your shit aside and next thing you know, one day you're sat at home, something comes on the TV, maybe a song, maybe an advert, reminds you of a bad memory and that's it. You're you gone. ain't coming back. Yeah. You know, and that's a hard one to come back from. And it can switch like that. Yeah. It can switch. It really can. I know. You know, and, and people that understand it need to tell people more about that focus and prioritizing time for themselves yeah. you don't have to run a 5k You'd sit down outside on the grass and just look up at the sky or something something peaceful and just do that you know fitness is my way of life however that's how i found this focus yeah you can do anything you can read you can work on whatever you enjoy you know what i mean and just prioritize time for yourself within that and then the next thing is you know be careful picking your career as well you know because you know i feel my mates work in different careers and they don't like them they want to do something else well then get up and go yeah you know because you think it's bad now it's like a bad relationship you delay and delay and delay and delay and don't change something about it you're going to end up in the same place in 10 years time 20 years time yeah. and if whatever you feel now or then is going to be 10 times worse or 20 times worse than what you feel then mm-hmm. uh, at like 10 years later 10 years later yeah. and because obviously I train a lot of people that work in office jobs, you know, they start hitting pads, they start going, oh, Jesus, the human body can do stuff. Then they're like, oh, I might get involved in fitness a bit more. Then they end up finding a love within fitness training. Sometimes they want to become a personal trainer then, you know what I mean? And it's never too late to become one. The only thing that's too late is your attitude to it. Yeah. But you just got to fix that quick. It, obviously, it's not as easy to do it quick, but you got to do it as quick as you can. And uh, one of my clients, I'm going to mention her name actually, Samira, absolute fucking OG. She was working in a pub for about 10 years, you know what I mean? She's always been working in a pub trainer. She'd been working in jobs, you know, that wasn't fitness. And then we met, I think about, about six, seven years ago, maybe six years ago. 
yeah, and fitness first in St. Albans. And she got into training and then she aspired to become a, a bodybuilder. You know what I mean? And now wow. she's she's um hopefully in the next while, I'm gonna call you out on this because you gotta do this soon. Um, she wants to get involved in personal training and she's done her course and she's passed it. So and that to me is like wow, she's thirty, I'm not gonna say too much just in case I get it wrong. <laughs> but you know, she's in, in personal training years, everyone says you've got to be early twenties yeah. to get involved in it. She'd yeah. be in her mid to late thirties and she's absolutely smashing it. She, physique is absolutely smashing it. Her goals are being smashed. She's now getting clients on board and that's being smashed. So, I mean, it's never too late. You know what I mean? And I also know someone within the personal training industry that done a PT course and they were late 50s and they'd done their PT course at me. So there's never too late. It's just your attitude to it that's yeah. too late, you know? And that's the one thing I can say that I've learned through talking with people that are older than me. That's not me being arrogant. That's just through talking to people. And I don't accept when people are of that age and tell me they can't do stuff now because I've witnessed someone that can. Yes. And that's when I'll draw the line. Like, look, you can call me arrogant and ignorant. That's completely fine. But at least I'm not unmotivated. At least I'm not beating around the bush and hiding. You know, and that's what you can do is beat around the bush and hide. And I suppose kind of that's kind of gone off topic about what I've been doing over the last few years. But that's how I feel with, you know, if you want something so much or you want to work towards something, you'll constantly tell yourself you're good and that you can manage what you're doing but you won't work towards something if you want the whole world to bow down to you and feel sorry for you all the time and they won't it's a mean and horrible place no one truly gives a fuck about you in this world because everyone's trying to manage their own emotions so by you trying to single out yourself and feel sorry for yourself you're only making it worse for everyone else because not only do they have to worry about themselves now they've got to worry about you now the thing is, when it's something that needs to be worried about, just say someone's in a vulnerable state, people will help you. And you know, if you can't come out of it, that's different. What I'm on about is stuff that you can manage and that you can help yourself, you know what I mean? And it's more and more young people need to start thinking like this, you know what I mean? Because I see so many young people that just cry for nothing, you know what I mean? The world's against them for nothing, I mean like, what is the world against But that's you resilience, isn't it? I don't think mm. our, that the gener the tech, because you touched on it earlier on that like Instagram and stuff was 10 years ago new for you, you know, like mm. it's, it's not that old really. No. Um, so if you think of like children Alfie's age, they have bought, they've, they've been brought up on that. Instagram's introduced into your life, whereas him and, you know, I don't know, maybe from five years upwards, like the people that are like 15 now have grown up in that in that social mm. media platform yeah and i think it's very quick gratification i think they see um as you said a lot of materialistic stuff a lot of you know a lot of that um flashy like some of the stuff that he watches and i'm just like that that's one person that's happened for do you know yeah. what i mean um and I think they haven't built a resilience because of no. it, because they're not outside as much. They're not mixing out on the street as much. They're not having those other life experiences yeah. because they've been drawn into a social media environment. Like, you know, because you know Alfie, yes, he will play on um, his PlayStation. Yes, he will do social media, but actually we keep him quite active yeah, in other yeah, areas, yeah. you know? So he has been to scouts. He has done yeah. this. He has done that. He mixes with you. He goes to your gym. He'll... 
go to football, he'll go to rugby. So actually he's quite well yeah. rounded, but not all families. And maybe that's because I've been a deputy head teacher and I've worked in educa edu education. I kind of know a little bit more yeah, about how yeah. I want him to be, yeah. but not all families are like that with their kids. Not at all. And I think I would actually take this time to advise parents. Yeah. Because I train a lot of young fellas and young girls, you know what I mean? But with pads, and I listen to them a lot because obviously I'm talking to them a lot and they're telling me what's happening in school and what affects them on a daily basis. And I think, not don't make your kids too busy, but let them, but give them the choice to get into stuff, but then also push them as well. Mm -hmm. Because if you kind of let your kid kind of mosey along and do what they want to do, they're going to do that in later life and they're never going to feel that push, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But if you're quite on it with your kids, like, I mean like how you guys are with your, with your kids, like Alfie now, some days he doesn't want to train, but he knows after the first two minutes of us talking, that mentality is switched. Yeah. And now he wants to train because he knows where it benefits him. Mm -hmm. And it's the same as like that going on through, through life. Like as parents, I feel put pressure on your kids to do stuff, but not too much, yeah. you know, push them, make, make them get up in the morning to do stuff, but don't batter them to do it. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Because you don't want them to hate it, but you don't want them to rebel against it as well and all yeah. that stuff and i see that happen sometimes you know from parents that are very very like pushy you know kids after a while they just don't want to do it so then what what was their love at the start is now a hatred yeah. and they'll never do it again and then that's a traumatic experience because then anytime that something comes up about that in their later life it can stop them from doing stuff yes. because they go oh i blame my parents or i blame this person or that person which should never be the case but yeah going on to that i just think more parents should, because in the society that we have now, every kid is just under a, a screen, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, yeah. it's like, oh, that person's crying, give them a screen. Or yeah. that person needs food, have you got a food in me, give them a screen. Like, yeah. we, we're literally turning our kids into, in, our kids, we're turning the kids of this generation now into little robots, yeah. you know what I mean? So sports and activity and like even having friends over and all that stuff that's what we need to keep going you know what i mean like miss seeing the bikes out, outside people's front lawns you know what i mean you don't see that anymore no you now. don't you, you don't know? you don't see like people knocking on people's doors going oh it's thingy home it's thingy yeah. home now it's just a message you know what i mean well they're on there doing it over there over over uh, xbox or playstation or switch or whatever else i could literally speak to you all day mm -hmm. but we're not gonna You've got training soon. We're going to have to do another part. We, we, we trust me, I've got more things that I'd love to We are. About. So I will definitely have you back. Yeah. But before we go, I just want to ask you one question that I want you to answer. I'm going to say in five words, but I know you're never going to be able to do never. that. Never. Never. Yeah, seriously, this dude. But I'll never. try and do it. I'll try and do it. No, you can't. So what is one piece of advice that you would give that has helped you overcome poor mental health issues? Find your focus. That's it. Oh my God! He did it in less than five! No, Legend. find your focus. That's it. Oh, yeah, it was five. Manage it. Well, find your focus is, is the main part. And that's just from what my father said. I mean, you're lost in life without a focus. Honest to God. And people like, you know... I thought I knew what he meant over the years, but until I got back into fighting, and it, it's not even fighting, because at the minute now I'm doing other things, I'm doing coffee with Kieran, I'm doing more entertainment than I am fighting, you know, and just from getting back into what I found as my main focus, it's it's created so many different opportunities over the last few years, and I mean, I've met some fucking wonderful people, you guys being one of them, mm. you know what I mean, and 
it's it goes to yes the people that offer you opportunity in life can be people that offer you financial gain and you know all that stuff but really it's happiness that 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 gets you that thing you know what i mean because when you're happier shit happens hundred percent hundred percent it's like when you're happy shit gets done yeah when you're unhappy shit doesn't get done see what kieran doesn't realize is that he's an empath i told him this yesterday so kieran has now just found himself a new spiritual coach because um some of the stuff that he's talking about kieran's not massively into spirituality i'm not saying that he is or he isn't we've not had that conversation in depth i've got kieran on here for mental health issues because i've known part of his story um but what he naturally says and you will hear this through the pod is so spiritual like when he's talking about reflecting on himself that shadow work when he's talking about just being happy that's practicing the power of gratitude when he's talking about focus that's him manifesting and all of these things he's naturally learned to apply into his life and now i'm going to help him harness that beast and the thing is if you're if you're scared to do it just just before we close off don't be scared of the term spiritualism and don't be term don't be scared of the big words right it's literally as simple as just doing shit for yourself it's just it's but it's spiritualism is a way that if you're lost and you're stuck you can look into it and, and can give you advice you know what i mean it's like it's like a dictionary right you mm. go to a dictionary to help you with words yeah as much as you want to try and know the spelling and the meaning yourself because as humans we hate fucking being proved wrong we all hate we it do. so if you're feeling like you're a bit lost don't be a dick just tap in something on google or tap in something into your mind if you even go what's wrong or what does manifesting mean? Tap it in, look it up, you know what I mean? Because just by looking at that, you will just go into a, what is it? Into a, a dark hole or a black hole of information that you'll never ever stop learning. And it's all well and good learning how to earn money. That's great. It's all well and good how to buy a property. That's great. It's all well and good how to please the banks. That's great. That's systematic. That's not human. That's not real. That's all fake. When you play Monopoly, do you get emotional after the game? Because if you do, well, then that's the same problem. You're getting too emotional in the game. Understand that you're a character within the game. Understand that you're stuck within this game. However, you can separate out of that game whenever you want. You know, If you're around people that are always businessmen and they're talking shit about money and all that, then you can change that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You do not have to put yourself under pressure. You know, Separate. Be yourself. Find your focus and just be happy. And just don't lie to yourself. Don't. Because if you lie to yourself, you might find yourself in a stickier situation that you can't ever get out of. And then that's it. And then it's over. <laughs> you don't want to finish on a low note like that. No, we're not finishing on a low note. And I was just about to say, on that note, Kieran, Kieran Shanahan, this yeah. podcast has to be drawn to an end now. Oh, that's you so have... much time. No, no, no. <laughs> we are going to have you back. 100%. It's been amazing having you on. I can't believe for somebody of how many years young you are, how much knowledge you've got in terms of life experience. And um, seriously, anyone out there that doesn't follow, actually, Kieran, please give yourself a shout out. Let us know your social media handles and what's coming up for you next, because I know you've got a big fight coming up. So let's just talk about a new, what's new for you. Yeah, so, I mean, my Instagram is KieranPT, C-I-A-R-A-I-N-P-T. Right, I know you might say that's the wrong spelling, but it's not the wrong spelling. My father spells it like that way, so then no one else in the world would have the same spelling. So technically, it was just to make it more unique. <laughs> so 
for everyone that tries to correct me, please don't correct me because that is something I will bite on. <laughs> um, and so, just one more thing, as you're saying about being so knowledgeable at this age, it's not really so much knowledge or being like kind of being so wise. It's just listening. Once I put my ego aside and my my um, my my big personality aside and started focusing on what people had to say and their stories, then you'll understand how to kind of live. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not everyone has an easy life. Not everyone has a hard life. But when you understand the balance of everyone and how they handle shit, you'll then be able to approach your own life a bit differently rather than being so hot-headed or being not hot-headed, you know? Um, and then my next step is uh, this weekend, not this weekend, so this day week, so week today, I am fighting in Ireland for the 85 kilo Irish title. Yeah. Which I'm buzzing. I'm fighting a guy who I didn't really grow up with. I grew up with him. He was from a neighbouring town. Um, so it'd be a very good fight. We'll um, tear the crap out of each other, which yeah. is which is beautiful in a sense because that's 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 that's, that's how, the game. That's the game. You know yeah. what I mean? And to kind of relate that again, so if anyone's thinking that I'm kind of being a bit of a hypocrite, fighting professionally isn't something they do out of anger. It's just a sport. Yeah. Just like football. It's, just like. All these kind of things. It's just that I happen to like get a few punches in the head every now and then. <laughs> it's all safe. It's all good. But um, but yeah, I'm fighting for that title. I fly back on Friday. I'm buzzing for it, and it's the first time I've been back home in four and a half years. I'm so excited for you. Yeah, I'm so, so I mean, it's going to be. I think I think what's also been good is that I've spent so long from Ireland that I've kind of completely lost touch with Ireland. But now that I'm going back, I'm now slowly. You'll enjoy yeah, it more. You'll yeah, enjoy so it more. I'm looking forward to winning my belt. So. Yeah, Sam, be fucking ready, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just had to finish on that one. Oh, let's finish on that one. So lovely to have you. Thank you for coming. Thank you very much. The Tribe Raising the Vibe with Tia will be aired twice a week on Wednesdays and Sundays. Not only will I be sharing my passion about self-development, I'll be sharing stories, I will interview experts in the field of self-development, hold interactive Q&A sessions from our tribe. My hope is to share my passion and build a community that will support one another through their self-development journey. Find me on any social network platform at The Tribe Raising the Vibe. Make sure you subscribe, rate and comment on any podcast app.